So, so. Welcome. Well, first of all, happy new year. Happy new year to everyone out happy there. Happy new year to. Happy holidays. To the, all the uh, artificial. Yeah, to the huge fan base that we there. have. Like, you guys, you really make this possible. <laughs> you really make this awesome for us. It's really awesome. Thank you. Yes. All yes, the support. Yes. Grazie. Yeah. Grazie. Yeah. You know, speaking of grazie, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in uh, Italy, I thought thank you was like, I think I, say, I kept saying gracias or something like that. Gr- well, gracias is Spanish. Yeah. Grazie is Italian. Yeah, grazie is like the Italian. No, I, just remember I, was, no, I just remember I was saying it wrong. They were like, no, it's grazie. Yeah. Something like that. And you kept saying gracias? <laughs> no, I don't think I was saying gracias. Yeah, you were. You totally were, man. It's messed up. <laughs> They're like, like, oh, this guy's from you? Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. And uh, so. What are we doing here? What do you enjoy about this podcast thing? Do you feel like like I've been really getting a, a good thing of like cathartic expression yeah, out of this? What have you been it's getting? Therapeutic, out of this? man. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Getting to getting having a chance to. I think just the idea of having a voice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Especially when you have something to say, because everybody wants a voice, but yeah. not a lot of people actually have something to say or offer. Well, you know, and okay, so both of us listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. Before we get started, uh huh. It is our tradition to name our podcast. Before we get into any Before we names. get into this, it could be whatever you want. Okay. What is the universe um, sending to you? I'm getting Teletubbies right now. Yeah, you don't want to, uh, yeah, because my, my, the first thing that popped into my head was Long Dick Dong. No. <laughs> no, Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles, the Asian guy they make fun of in that movie. No. <laughs> um, let's call it. Uh, let Let's go with. Um, well, we can, we can. Where Where we are, and where what the future holds. Mm. You know, considering the fact that I'm going to be. This is a very gentle no, Brett. That's no, what I'm no, hearing. No. <laughs> it's like a no. I don't like that at all. But I need to be polite. No, I'm. Don't no, give me the politics. I, give me what you think. <laughs> give me what you think. I'm getting a vibe of wealth, and affluence, and regal tea. Well, dude, that's exact. Long duck dong. That's like exactly oh, yeah. what I meant by that. <laughs> so we're gonna go with regality. Regality. Yeah. All right. We'll just uh, we'll pencil that into our dictionaries at home. Yeah. So that it's a word that's actually usable. Regality. Regality. The yes, regalia. Regality. Don't forget to put on your invisible crown. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. That's the title. Invisible crown. Ah. Okay. <laughs> cool. And that'll lead me directly into my uh, conversation about Joe Rogan that I already forgot about. Okay. So, uh, yeah. JoJo. You were going to say something about JoJo. Yeah, we were talking about how um, uh, everybody wants a voice. And I thought that was an interesting comment because obviously, you know, everybody wants to be heard and, and all that in, right. in their authentic way. But it's really funny because we're in this culture right now that has all this virtue signaling and all these people who just kind of go with the crowd to to get a, a militia of ideological backing as opposed to really um, 
finding their authentic voice on these channels and these outlets. They don't necessarily try and be super authentic and come to these things or come to like um, understandings of themselves. They right. they want to say something that resonates with the most amount of people. This is the idea of like everybody being addicted to likes and all that right, shit. Right. You know, you've seen those Instagram You know, it's kind of crazy if now that you say that, like how we got to this point. I still remember when I was, yeah, middle school, like none of this stuff existed. Dude. Did, did MySpace have likes? I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't I think can't so. remember if MySpace had likes or not. I think it was more about the friends thing. Yeah. Like how many friends you had and like your top eight. Dude, MySpace is back. That's my shit now, dude. Yeah. Look me up on Yo, MySpace. It's back? What do you mean it's back? Uh, yeah, I think they're making a little resurgence. Really? Yeah. You know what I hated about MySpace? When you went to anybody's fucking page, it had some song that would blast no, through I your love that part about that. Like, no, I love that part. Because uh, you could like literally just judge people that you didn't know based on the song that you had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was like 1030 at night. And you would like get onto MySpace, and all of a yeah. sudden, your speakers would be blasting yeah. from two yeah. o'clock. Or, like, oh, while you're working, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck. That's yeah. crazy. It's still weird. Uh, it's it's like one day was just gone. Like it wasn't really. It didn't feel like a slow death. Yeah. With MySpace, well, Facebook killed MySpace. Yeah. But it just felt like it was like an overnight thing. You it know? totally did. Yeah. But that's like how everything moves nowadays. Like evolution is like fucking. Like, yeah. we don't slowly evolve into things. We just outdate things and then it replace them. Like, it's right. not even, like, a weird slow transition style right. anymore of evolution. Especially. It's, yeah, it's true. I've been thinking about that, too, especially with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. It's getting to the point where those forms of social media, at least in my opinion, are becoming archaic. Yeah. I just feel like it's something on the horizon, especially with the uh, surge of virtual reality coming out. So. Oh, yeah. Web 3.0 coming out. Malden Economics. I don't know if anybody follows that uh, news feed, but talk, had a good little two-part series or whatever about Web 3.0 and what that's going to do to just right. culture, man. Like, our interaction with the Internet and all that sort of stuff is about to shift really hard. In what, in what sense? How well, is it going to change? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know 100% of all of this, but like the idea is basically that um, it's going to put advertising into a completely different mechanism. Like mm. you're going to have say over when you get advertised to because AR and all that stuff, you'll be able to walk around to a friend's house and there anything in their home will be able to sell itself to you, but only if you opt for it, you know, so you'll be able to turn off advertising with these like Google glasses or whatever. You could use your phone. Oh, I see and, what you mean. And yeah, but you can like, let's say you walk into the, you have a nice uh, knife set in your kitchen. I can buy that knife set just by seeing it. You know, I just log into my uh, purchase center, my advertising right. center, and those knives have a chip and an augmented reality card and a, and a virtual personality that a salesman or a pitch or however you like your ads to come come to you pops up and says, here's where you can buy me. Here's how much it costs. Here's right. the honey coupon that shows you the cheapest place to buy it. And all that stuff will be right in front of you. And you'll be able to just turn it off and engage in conversation. Or you'll have you'll be able to put it in the back end. Like you're talking to somebody and you really fucking hate them talking because they talk too long. Right. Kind of like some people <laughs> we know. And you can just be shopping while they're talking you know right, and like right, right. totally that's crazy well yeah. yeah it's it's here yeah it's here yeah do something for me switch your setting from three to two 
and let's just hear it. Okay, sure. Now let's hear. Hello there. Sounds the same in my ears. It sounds orgasmic in mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're having an eargasm? (laughs) Yeah. Are you on tour right now? Am I on tour right now? Are you on tour right now? Yeah, and on tour. Yeah, I'm touring the country right now. Yeah. Talking about Jesus. Want to make sure everybody gets to hear the voice of Jesus one day. Selling out tickets? Yeah, selling out. Oh, my God. You can't even. I'm hustling hard. (laughs) We're talking about the, the... was it Chinese scientist or yeah. Japanese scientist? Yeah, I believe it was in China. Um, you know, if we're wrong, make fun of us in the comments. But, uh, yeah, in China, there was a guy who used CRISPR. And CRISPR is something that um, is new. It's a genetic, basically, splicer. What it can do is, like, detach uh, 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 DNA strands and then change and alter uh, the way that they're expressed, the genes are expressed. Mm. Uh, that's about the extent of what I know about it. So if I was wrong, again, make fun of us in the comments. But uh, there was a Chinese, we believe, scientist who um, genetically altered two twins, um, one set of twins. And he made it, I guess he's in trouble because the way that he sold the, um, the, the experiment, I guess is what you would say, is he said that it was going to be a vaccine for AIDS right. for these children and that they would likely benefit but I guess there's a bunch of hubbub about how they were at very low risk to begin with and it was a risky operation or procedure to go through for a place that doesn't have high risk of it and da 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 but it just goes to show like where we're at like and, and I don't really follow a lot of that stuff um, like politically what's going on with uh, genetic alterations and stuff like that but you know you were mentioning uh, that Famous people are getting kids with blue eyes by yeah, choice. It's the, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the norm now. I mean, with um, um, genetically modified, even pregnancies too, you can choose. So we live in a day and age which is insane where if your wife got pregnant or before she got preg- gets pregnant, or I'm not sure, you know, what. Um, I'm assuming it has to be after she's pregnant because you're altering the 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 genes of the cells that are the culmination of your egg and your... Yeah, uh, so I'm not sure if you've noticed, but pretty much every other celebrity nowadays is having twins. I haven't. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're... Opting for twins. They're opting. You can choose. You can literally choose to have twins now. Mm. Um, You can choose the... It's even coming down to personality type. Of your kid, you can choose your eye color, your hair color, all that shit. Well, fuck, To modify your... I mean, I just don't... DNA. It's such a razor's edge concept. You know what? It, it, you know, like... But I get I, it, and I don't... The thing is, it's going to be the, the norm. It's mm-hmm. not... I don't think we're going to live in a world where it's like, man, are you kidding me? You, you chose to have... Tw- it's just going to be the norm. It's kind of the same idea we were talking about a few months ago. Um, about the idea of, um, I'm not sure what the actual medical term is, but I think it's genetic testing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember oh, what the, the term thing I was, using? I was talking to you about. 
you know, when we're talking to the car about if you have the option to. Yeah, you can get uh, tested. I forgot what the medical term is for. Yeah, but it's like you, you have the child tested for, like, abnormality or, or yeah, like, yeah. Like disability. And, then, and, and this like is while you're still pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to, depending on what the results are, continue the pregnancy. Or end the pregnancy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that you know, that gets into all sorts of uh, moral Morality. questions. Yeah, and ethics questions that we um, should probably sidestep this time. But I, I'm interested in, like, so this CRISPR technology is really weird because it can alter genes. And I'm wondering how you alter, like, like immune system genes. Or Well, progress from that because I don't know if that's a comment. But genes that have to do with, um, I guess, dude, I just don't, like, if you change, how do you, are they changing a gene in one cell? And then that replicates throughout the entire body. How quickly does that happen? Like, I'm really interested in how this whole mechanism works because I get it if you do it with an embryo or like, you know, where there's not a lot of cells yet and it could like, you know, transmute that, uh, that, that alteration, I guess, right, quickly. Right. But in a human, like, uh, like in a, you know, full grown human being, how do you, what is this? Do you put somebody through a machine? Do they scrape off a piece of skin and edit the gene and then put it back in your body? And then how does how fast does that matriculate through the entire body? Like, what a weird tech! Does it go through your entire body and does it bombard it with like radiation to change all of the right. genetic <laughs> materials? Yeah, man, like, what a fucking trip! That's, that's the dude. This is proof there's aliens, man. There's no way we came up with this shit. Like, this well, yeah, it's, so it's weird. evolution, right? Right. <laughs> it's just a process of us evolving. Yeah, but dude, you know. what we are—we are legitimately talking about how we can change humans within their one life cycle. Like, you can be a different person than you are right now. Like that, we're taking control of the way evolution goes, which is pretty dangerous. I can't even—I I honestly can't fathom what. The future is going to look like i'm ex- i'm excited that i'm still young enough to know that 20 30 years from now you know i'm not going to be that old i can yeah. still um enjoy the fruits of advanced sure. ai and technology and all that good stuff you know but it's just crazy to think of yeah um i was at a conference um, a few weeks ago and they were talking about how they're engineering technology now where we can read thoughts. They're actually carrying experiments um, where you can say something in your head and I'll know what you said. Yeah, I'm worried about that. You know, that gets um, into the minority report stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, like... it's funny because it started, it started innocently with um, paralyzed, uh, paralyzed soldiers or just people that are disabled. And it started with them um, not being able to control the TV. Yeah. That's how it started. Like, I'm like, okay, how can we develop a technology where it's like, okay, they don't have hands, but they can think, and the TV can pick, the signals can pick up what they're thinking. Right. And it went from that to, oh, so how can we advance this so... We know what they're thinking before they think it. Right, right, <laughs> right. So it's just, it's crazy. Like, they, ha- they have, I think they were doing some tests where it's like, you, like, have you go about your day have like your whole day right you experience it and then you come home and the experiment and the test is 
I read your mind. I'll tell you exactly what you did today. Yuck. You know, or like where you hit something or, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. And they, they, uh, went as far as saying the idea in the future is to crime. Um, no, not crime. Actually. Okay, thank God. Is to, um, be in a position where people can read your mind. Well, you can, I guess you can insert crime there too, but it's like now it begs the question. It's like you're in a relationship, you're married and your wife is like, you fucking cheated on me. You cheated on me. And you're like, I didn't. She's like, okay, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Let I me mean, that's your... like that Black Mirror episode, you know, where they can record everything yeah, with their Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it sounds so insane. And we're gonna, I'm going to link the episode. It's on Netflix. Uh, not link the episode, but to put the title name. But it sounds so, it's, it sounds so impossible to fathom. But that shit, it's it's out there it's right coming. now. Yeah, I'm worried about the, um, the problem of precognitive, pre-cognitive uh, judgment. You know, mm. like saying somebody thought this and so they were going to do it. And where there's a differentiation and a disassociation with action from thought. You know, we get into the minority report issues, which is like the police banging on your door because you thought about something, which right. every comedian I know of would go straight to fucking jail because all the shit they talk about is, you know, taboo things right. that you shouldn't talk about in our normal culture. That almost, like, brings up a really large, like, a larger concept that there's this weird harmony between counterculture and regular culture, and it's, like, really important to... uh understand how important both of them are you know like the people who are comedians are the exhaust vents of the tension that comes out of the bureaucratic systematized way of life you know and if you eliminate one whole faction because one believes it's righter than the other and it's the one who designs one of these types of technologies then we end up with a more tightly wound society or if the other way it goes then you know a whole we we lose structure that we've built you know so like I love divisiveness because I, I don't get it really in, in nowhere in nature because they're not like some weird balance between everything. You right, know? right, like right. Alan Watts put this really beautifully. You'll never find bees where there aren't flowers and you'll never find flowers where there aren't bees or some animal that does the trick. Like right. You know, like there's this mutual arising of these two perceivably opposite but probably a harmonious system you know so I, I just i'm worried that anybody who comes up or gets the gets their hands on this technology can deeply destroy the harm harm like the harmony and the balance of these two like a counter-cultural necessity and the basic uh, not basic but you know like the standard non-alt uh right right uh, way of doing things so, like, these technologies are great, but they also pose really gnarly, like, existential issues with our the way that our balance is in our culture, you know? No, I agree. There's no escape, though. It's here to stay. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's here. It's here. And, I, you know, I've been talking a lot about AI and everything with a few people lately. And, I, I mean, I, I'm around people who are just very, like, doomsday about it. They're like, oh, my God, it, like, it's going to be so bad. They're going to tell us what to do. I'm like... I mean, in all honesty, 
throughout evolution, nobody gives a shit. When they're more advanced, they're just like, well, we'll just build on top of them. Like, right. it's not like they're going to tell you what to do. <laughs> they're just going to be like, yeah. yeah, you guys are just dumb and outdated. Like, I'm just going to design my own thing over here. Right, right. Unfortunately, it'll probably impede on our kingdoms and whatever, but, you know, to the intelligent go the spoils. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's I don't want to say it's a scary slope, um, but it's definitely a slope. I'm not sure if it's upward or downward, but it's a slope. That's I like sure. calling it a slope because yeah. what, are, what makes a slide fun? That is kind of scary, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, you, fortunately, most slides are designed to put you into a pool or something safe, but the excitement of a roller coaster is that it's dangerous. Bungee jumping is fun because it's dangerous. Jumping out of right. planes is fun because it's dangerous. Like, creating these technologies is jumping out of a plane. We don't fucking know if the parachute's going to open, but, right. you know, we, we've done whatever we can. We've folded it ourselves in the right ways so that we hope that it does, you know? Right. I wonder if we're ever going get, to get to a time where we have um, someone like, I Jesus. don't know, a, a Batman that can actually just... Batman? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the type of world he lives in with all the technology and yeah, yeah. access and, and then we'll advanced... Have, like, overt, like, superheroes and villains, you mean? Yeah, can you imagine ever living in a world like that? I think we are. I think we just don't, um, they're not as fun to watch in reality because I think villains a lot of the times are wearing a suit and tie and yeah. superheroes are wearing, you know, bed sheets, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the equivalent of our superheroes and villains are pretty much the wealthy now. Yeah. Or people with access to money with affluence and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, look at Gandhi, whatever, he was, you know, he wasn't affluent. Right. I think I've always been curious about that. Like, if there are other beings from other planets here that came, no, that just like came here. And because of the change in their solar system or whatever, you know, that they are more powerful. And vice versa. Like, if we went to a planet because of gravity and this and that, like, for example, if we're in space, can jump a lot higher, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of the whole idea of Superman, you know. And. Obviously, with Superman, he's from a different planet. On this planet, he's normal. Yeah. But on Earth, he's Superman. Got, yeah, his chemistry reacts. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a thing, man. Especially when you look at um, how different the planets are, just in general, and how that affects our abilities. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know? go to Jupiter, you're dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the ones that we we know they're not that. It would be in Goldilocks yeah. territory. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I think. Uh, you know, and I also, like, I dove real deep into the alien stuff, like, when I was younger. I thought it was really cool, cool shit. And I read all sorts of cool stuff about, like, plant-based intelligence and all this stuff. Oh, that's plants like, are definitely living beings, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, um, like, gray aliens being made out of a plant-based material... And so, like, they just have a completely different way of interacting with any world around them. You know, like, they could be photosynthetic or autotropic, and they could be, um, you know, like, their eyes would be completely used, like, be completely different in structure, so they perceive light differently, and all that's, and all that is just, like, really an interesting way of dissecting how you think of life. Because if you could think of a plant 
having a body like yours and acting the way that you're able to be mm. like free from the earth and you can whatever like it really opens up the doors to what the possibilities are for consciousness itself you know like you you could perceive and you know what's funny is you, this really links back to the CRISPR conversation you can perceive of all these things going into just deeply fantastical places that yes there could be absolute destruction and bad stuff that comes out of it but there's also some really insane stuff like people who are that don't eat they just light feeds them <laughs> you know and yeah that's 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 an interesting thing it's kind of the idea that tech yeah we're I tickling mean, that technology right. right now man i think yeah too i think what adds to it is when you're not exposed to something when you've only been exposed to one thing your whole life you you're under the impression that that's how it is mm -hmm. across the board you've never seen any other car besides a honda your whole life right if your whole life you've lived and every single person drove hondas you think that's just how all cars, cars in the world hondas. look and it's kind of the same idea that we have as human beings you know we've never seen anything outside of a human being yeah and he, and we've never seen something outside of our consciousness right you know or at least something that we respect because other animals obviously have consciousness but as far as humans go like an intelligent being all we've seen is us. Right? Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, I think we, we're used to the way that consciousness moves on our planet. You know, does that make sense? Like, when you see a, a cat or a dog or a bear or a person, there's a way that it moves. You know, it has a specific movement. There was that movie with Tom Cruise called... shoot i don't remember but he was like a military guy which i know he is in like every movie but and they're like trying to defeat this alien that comes oh, to the one of the best movies of all time man dude and the alien like edge of tomorrow like come on end of tomorrow there you go edge edge, edge of tomorrow yeah, yeah. Th that that alien the concept of that alien i fucking loved because the mimics that's what they were called what were they called mimics mimics yeah m-i-m-i-c-k-s yeah so the way that I was perceiving that alien was that seems like if you had a quantum existent physical entity, like it had probability as its body, you know what right. I mean? Like it was morphing around the ecosystem. It was almost like it was shifting, doing like quantum leaping as opposed to um, movement with a constraint of like muscle tissue and stuff right, like that. Right. It was like almost like probabilizing itself through time space yeah that was one of the cool things about the alien the ability to live in the past and future yeah or something similar to that i can't remember the actual details but yeah yeah but like encountering something like that it would break your your brain like it's completely inconsistent with the understanding of the continuum of, right, of space yeah. moving through time or bodies moving through space throughout a period of time it like jumps you know it was like having right. this like weird jumping motion do you think about that do you think a planet like the one in interstellar or a solar system like the one in interstellar exists do you remember you've seen it interstellar right mm -hmm. do you remember the, the scene where they're like we're gonna go out right they go to the first planet um and it was like an ocean planet and they're like we're gonna step out you wait in here for us we'll be back and I think every minute was like seven years or something like that. Oh. And they stepped out of the ship and they were something happened and they didn't get back in time. 
and they were only gone for a few minutes, but the their uh, co-worker had aged like decades. 40 years or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, think that exists? Well, I mean, that's time relativity. I do think right. that exists. You know, that's not necessarily the, the solar system. It does exist. I mean, it, at least in theory, that's why right. that concept exists. Einstein came up with that. So the issue is um, gravity. So my, I have plenty of problems with the idea of them going to that planet and it affecting that way. Um, but uh, I think that that system does exist if you can travel at a high rate of speed then you can age a lot slower than if yeah they they i was watching something like that a few years back and it really blew my mind like i think the example they were using was like a, a bullet train mm-hmm. if you spent your whole life for however many years on a bullet train going i'm not sure what speed it was but a really insanely fast speed when you got off you everybody would have aged Way more. Way more than you have. Yeah. You had. Well, and that's true of, um, uh, I, I think they're called cesium, something like that, cesium uh, quantum clocks. Uh, and with with these clocks, what they do is they are synced for, I don't know, a very specific time, you know, like maybe at sea level or whatever, or maybe they're the, the global average. But... They can. They tell you like if you have a watch, the people that run this. I watched a little documentary on it. The the people that have this, they're like, time actually is, um, I believe, slower when your watch is on the table versus over your head, or like you know like down by your feet versus over your head. It's like time is slower from the watch's perspective. The watch time. Well, okay. So the let's say you have an analog watch. You know, it's just a bunch of gears. You know, the actual time that it's keeping track of, the time, the amount of time that these gears use in space time. Does it slow down? To, yeah, it actually slows in one direction versus the other. Why? Because so, uh, of the gravitational pull. pull. So space, this is the mm. relativity thing. And again, this is all bro science. Um, but you guys can like research all this. But uh, the closer you are to a dense mass, the more gravity you have ex- being exhibited on you. And the more gravity you have on you, the, I believe, uh, it's weird because it's a relative thing. You have how close you are to the center of the mass, other people viewing you, the the time will have slowed down. So that's what it is. Because if you enter an event horizon in a black hole, somebody looking at you going through like the threshold of reaching a black hole and going in, they would never actually see you go into it. You would just freeze. But you will have just, like, you would never have noticed. You went right through it and went through whatever process it is to go through a black hole. But because it's so dense with gravity, time stops in that pocket, you know, like where a black hole is. Time completely stops. So obviously that would beg the question, or that would reason that the closer you get to a more dense gravitational pull like Jupiter versus Earth, the slower time goes. But for an onlooker, not for you. Mm. You know, so it's relative. If you go to... Jupiter and you stayed there for let's say it took you 15 minutes to get to Jupiter you stayed on Jupiter for 10 years you come back it might have been 500 years here you know but it's because it's just a relative differentiation that's the whole thing is you would have only aged those 40 years but everybody here would have gone through 500 years that's crazy that's such a cool thing to me yeah I have I have a feeling it's nowhere near that ratio for those two planets but you know if you went to like a 
black hole where it's like infinitely dense yeah i mean five even getting close to that would change time relative for you and the rest of the universe which is really weird because now think about that and extrapolate that to the entirety of the universe everywhere in the universe is subjectively different in time you know like Mm. there's no uniformity across time it's like there are solar systems that are exactly like ours right next to a bigger black hole which means their time moves slower but not for them for us right so when we go there they could be i mean i guess uh exactly aligned with the amount of time they feel that they've experienced here but to us it looks like it's gone way slower or whatever right it's just so weird it doesn't make any sense logic breaks down yeah it's funny speaking of time and age i can see a time where they devise or technology gets to the point where uh, could stop aging oh yeah i think i mean i don't think i i think we're on a, the cusp of that i keep hearing live another 20 years and you'll have that option yeah, I, I just, I just think I don't, I, I just can't, I have a hard time imagining that that's something that can't be solved. Yeah, you know, it's all about identifying the gene or DNA that that's um, but in think, charge of aging and trying to find out how to manipulate it or change it or extract you, it. You think in a body? I don't know if it'll necessarily mean you can live forever in a body, like in the body you currently have. You know, there. Yeah, just be because I mean, just there's too many outside sources that impact your body obviously getting sick you know a whole bunch of other stuff yeah but i think as far as the idea that somebody can live that it takes let's say um 13 years to be become an official officially a teenager uh-huh. maybe now you you'd look 13 but you're, you've really been alive for 18 19 years yeah or you know what i mean years. i'm sorry or 300 years <laughs> yeah, that's a little pushing it, but you, you you know where I'm getting at. Like, so it might not be that drastic where it's like you live forever, mm-hmm. but I think they can at the least slow it down. It's like you yeah. look 20, you feel 20, your body is 20, but you've been alive for 40 years. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, just even think about if they doubled the life expectancy of humans. Like, think about if you got to live to be about 200 years old now. Like, think of how much more data you could take in, how much more right. your brain is going to make associations with things, how much... To be honest, how much more our culture would mature? I think the longer our lifespans go, and this, mark my words, the longer our lifespans become, the better we're going to become at um, culture, you know, and like relationships and all that, because we'll have a lot more information to draw on to become a wiser person. And eventually, you know, obviously, older people end up having more control of monetary things and power and everything because they've been around longer they've made those relationships deeper they've uh worked longer you know so if we can get people to live to be 200 years old we're looking at potentially people who don't have this weird finite problem of like shit i'm 100 i'm gonna die soon so i need to now start sucking all my resources back up into experiences as opposed to working like spending experience time to acquire resources it'll be less uh intense i think there'll be a more drawn out wave of like the worry of death and all that stuff and so our cultural will relax a little bit i think that might be the issue is that technology has allowed for so much experience to happen that and and time feels like it's going so fast because of that like with phones and everything like everybody feels like life is so short now right 
that they have to do whatever they can to better themselves, to work for their family, to, you know, like all these now, 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 me, me, me things, you know, and if we can expand the life 200 years, it relaxes that wave. It's like, okay, now I have a little bit more time to build all this stuff, to do right. all these things, and I don't have to worry so much. I don't have death knocking on my shoulder. I agree. Maybe, I agree. maybe not. No, yeah, it's, and then and another question is how many people are actually going to want to want to live longer? Indefinitely. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be interested, but yeah, it's something I'm going to have to think about because it's like, is it worth living without the people you love, you know? Oh, you mean while there's a transition happening where there's like some people who are and some people who aren't? Right, like, so like how about, you, let's say you want to live, you have the opportunity to live for, you know, an additional hundred years, but your daughter's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And your wife's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And your parents like, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's like, okay, so you start really thinking about the meaning, what that means for you, you know? Yeah, but I think that's one generation. I think it's only 20 years of people. Well, and then once at least I know, I know, I know what your, aunt, your answer is going to be. Yeah, but I, I don't know, to be honest. Like, I have a feeling, I'm kind of like, you know, like hyper at times. So I feel like I'm just like really excited about new things. So yeah. I would probably be very anti, but then there'd be one day where I'm just like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, and then I'd end up 200 extra years on my life and I'd be like, shit. Oh, it reminds me of Time. Oh my gosh. Have you seen the movie Time with yeah. Justin Timberlake? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you just, oh. It's funny we're talking about that right now. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But it's a little different in the movie because... Yeah, you can, like, buy it and you, you can live technically indefinitely as yeah. long as you can. It's like all the wealthy it. people have all the time. Yeah. So, see, now I, that I think about it, I need to go back and watch that movie tonight because how come they didn't age? Because they were human beings. They weren't, like, half humans, half AI, you know. They were just they were, they were humans. And they had the ability to die. So I think they just lived in a world where there was, like, no sickness. And... Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I think there's probably some holes in their science. Yeah. But I think going into the movie, they knew that, you know. Yeah. that It was probably, re if you wanted some, like, explanation of how it went, it was probably, like, they invented the technology. And by inventing that technology that allows you to freeze the body you, with this currency of some sort, that right. was their, like, implication is, like, as long as you keep getting these digits run up, then your body just stays exactly where it is. Right. Which is super goofy because it's like, well, then how can't you just do what the banks do and just fucking fudge the numbers and make digits on everybody's wrist? I'm sure they figured that a, figured a way around that. Yeah. Well, and then it becomes a population <laughs> issue if there's more babies being born. Right, right, right. Yeah, but whatever. What do you think about... Um... So, I know you're not into the UFC... That's true. There was a big UFC fight this past week. Mm -hmm. And it was against uh, Chris Cyborg uh -huh. versus Amanda Nunez. Okay. So let me paint this p picture briefly for you. Yeah. Who was your money on first? Who did you want? I actually didn't know. I actually did a, um, a review about the, um, a pre-fight review on YouTube and I actually wasn't sure because they're, they're both really amazing fighters. Yeah. Um, so Chris Cyborg, let me start with Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes is a great fighter. She's had four losses. Um, but she's one of the best. She's beat one of the, she's beat the best fighters um, in the company. Yeah. Um, she's also a champion or she was prior to the fight. Yeah. 
Chris Cyborg is also one of the best. She's been called the best of all time, best fighter of all time for years now. Yeah. Reason being, she hasn't lost in more than a decade. Jeez. So she's like Mayweather level. How many level. fights is that? Um, I don't know what her record was. I think it was like twenty something. Well, yeah. she hasn't lost, but she she she's only lost one fight. I think it was her first fight. I can't remember if it was her first fight or her first few fights, but she's only lost one fight. And yeah. since then, she hasn't lost in, like I said, over a decade. She's doping. Last time, well, <laughs> she actually got busted for doping. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like years ago. Yeah. But last time she lost, I was literally like in middle school or like high school or something. So yeah. it's, it's been that long. And this was like a super fight. Right? Um, nobody knew who to pick. Yeah. So you have Cyborg. Best female fighter of all time, hands down, no argument. Amanda Nunez. Oh, of course, she's a champion too. She hasn't lost in over a decade, so she has. She had a belt. Right. Amanda hadn't lost in like a year or two. I can't remember the last time she lost. How can they both be carrying a belt? Because they're in different, different weight classes. Different, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I might be in, uh, wrong about how the most most the most recent Amanda Nunez lost. I'm not sure if it's been a year or more. Yeah. But she hasn't lost recently. Okay. She's been a great fighter. And she is a great fighter. So, to finally fight. The bell rings. They both run to the middle of the cage. Or at least at each other. Yeah. They just start throwing bombs. Yeah. Like, they're literally fighting like dudes in there. Bombs, 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 bombs. They're going crazy. The crowd is going crazy. Yeah. Cyborg gets dropped by like Amanda. Like, a little bit? She gets rocked okay. while they're fighting, and then she falls on one knee, right? She gets back up and starts throwing bombs. <laughs> they just throw bombs at each other. She gets rocked again. And this is all within like a 30-second yeah. time, time frame. Like, she gets rocked again. She's still throwing bombs. They're just going crazy at each other. And then Amanda hits her with a nasty shot. Another bomb. Amanda Lasso. No. So let me, let me finish. Okay, okay. Amanda hit Tito with a nasty shot. Cyborg drops. She's knocked out. They stop the fight. Amanda beats Cyborg. So Amanda went up in weight class. Her weight class was lower. Yeah. Right? She went up in weight class to fight Cyborg. Um, and she beats her. Now she has two belts. No woman has ever held two belts in UFC history. Yeah. First woman to do it. Crowd is going crazy. And they start calling Amanda the best ever. Just right away. And um, where I'm going with this is I think there's a huge problem with the idea that Amanda beats Cyborg, and I think this is a representation of society in general. We have like short-term memory, you know. Oh yeah. It's like what what have you done for me lately? Uh, done for me lately? Yeah. It's like she beat Cyborg, the best fighter of all time, hasn't lost in over more than a decade. Right. And all of a sudden, everybody discounts what Cyborg has done. Yeah. Starts calling Amanda the best ever. So now you can make the case. The fact that Amanda beat the best ever makes Amanda the best ever. But Amanda has four losses. So right. you can also make the case. So if, if that's your argument, you can say, well, the people that beat Amanda are the best ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's a huge issue. And I want to hear what you think about um, 
the idea that you can have all these accomplishments in life and still be stepped over and still be stepped over and and those accomplishments discounted what are your thoughts on that to be honest i think it's awesome because um accomplishments to me in a lot of ways are you know and this isn't just a unanimous black and white statement about like that's what they are but like an aspect of accomplishments is really just kinetic energy you know like you you've put a lot of energy into this thing and it's just putting you know the more accomplishments you you make you know you put your glass of water higher and higher up a flagpole you know where it's getting exposed to wind more and like at some point you become senile or you die or you know you lose your ability to do whatever this skill set was you know and so i think it's cool like we have this is the most basic form of evolution i think but it's just a cultural version of it is yeah people there's no such thing as somebody who's going to be the best ever forever you know like time is the all equalizing factor and what it is to be any person or you know but but with with that said though i do think that society has kind of morphed into something else in the last few years or at least the last decade and i say that because when mike tyson lost to buster douglas Mm. nobody was running around saying buster Buster douglas Douglas is the best best ever you know but you can also make the case that he didn't have he hadn't beat like really top guys and yeah. He didn't have a belt, and so, of course, he still wasn't the best ever. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's a huge discrepancy between where we were back then and where we were now. You know, it's the same equivalent of back in the day, you can work for a company for 20 years, and they're going to be loyal to you. Yeah. Now it's like nobody cares. What have you done for me lately? You know, it's like you get laid off just like that. It doesn't really matter. You get fired just like that. It doesn't really matter. There's no loyalty. Yeah. And when I say loyalty, it's it, it's... It reminds me of the same thing with the fight. You know, it's like, where's the loyalty between or the appreciation for what this woman has accomplished? And when I'm using her, of course, we're talking about the UFC, but it's also like a conversation about just society in general. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, like, I think every dog has its day. But I, I do agree with that. Like, um, it's weird what we focus on, though. Like, I... I it seems arbitrary in a lot of ways. Like, we, we glorify wars in our history books and who won those wars. And, you know, unfortunately, the society is the one who writes those books, you know, or at least the victor, you know, that's the classic comment is that victor writes the history book. But it, it, I think it's like a weird, you can, you, it's like a thermometer. You can take it and judge where your, your culture is right now. Like, we're begging for, um, weirdly like you almost like erasing merit in a lot of ways like right. we have such short and that was my big problem with it that's yeah we know. have such short like attention spans and I, I really do think it has to do with our relationship to technology in a lot of ways but um it's also just we have so many people here now that will step into your job that the loyalty has been bred out because we don't have there's a, an army of people who would take your job and there's an army right, of people right. who will step into the ring with you and there's an army of and and there's always an army of right now entertainment that can make us easily forget like 
who the fuck is Chris Cyborg? I don't right. care. <laughs> right, but right, right. Cool, but that's not, wow, what a cool thing that she did, but now I can watch the fight right now because it's, it, we're so weirdly, we're like a bunch of drug addicts. Like I've mentioned this before. We're addicted to that dopamine. And thinking about Chris Cyborg gives me less dopamine than the current thing that's actually, hap- the fight that's happening right now. You know, and mm. if we can, who cares about what the actual logistics of the history are when I can just constantly be high? You know, it reminds me of, your comment just now, it reminds me of information overload. Uh-huh. You know, we live in a time now where if I call someone and after the third ring, they haven't picked, I'm like, oh, okay, this is taking too long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you hang up or, you know, the idea of just waiting to get to the voicemail is just like overbearing. Yeah. And to actually leave a message like a chore. Yeah. You know, we live in a world now where you go on YouTube and more times than not, if the video is longer than three or four or five minutes, you're like, okay, I'm not watching I don't this. Have that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though you have all the, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting in your house, you know, yeah. eating beans and rice. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, I was having this conversation with an older, uh, somebody from the, an older generation. <laughs> And he was like, look, man, I don't, like, you guys are so spun up. I don't get it. Like, we used to call somebody. You didn't have a phone in your pocket. You'd call somebody, set the date. They didn't show up. You assumed something happened, which is fine, you know. But, like, now there's so much pressure that you you contact somebody five times before you actually meet with them. And it's like, hey, where are you? What are you doing? I've been here for ten minutes. What's going on? It's right. like now everybody has become this vulture of time. And it is almost kind of like that movie time. Like, it's the most valuable thing, and it's like make or break you. But, like, I legitimately, my biggest problem anxiety-wise comes out of the this weirdness of, like, but business got done in the 90s. Big business got done in the 90s. Huge amounts of business got done in the 90s. And they didn't have fucking cell phones that did now, 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 now business, you know? And it's just so weird how we've like gotten so um, used to it. Like we've gotten so used to the fact that there are a million things you have to do every single day. Like, and by things you have to do, I mean like there are phone calls you have to get to. There are uh, emails. There's text messages. There's apps that demand your attention that say like, "Hey, don't forget to put your food in today. Don't forget right. to talk about what exercise you did today." <laughs> you know, and it's like you have become. Uh, it's death by a thousand cuts. You have no time to actually figure out who you are because you constantly are obligated to fill in all this data that our culture now demands of each individual. It's right. like, tell me who you are. Tell me where you are. Tell me what you are right now. But you've never had any time to actually figure out what you are, where you are, how right, you're feeling. Right, like, right, right. You don't even know where you are anymore. Your phone does. Mm. You know, I, I was 15 minutes away from your house and I had to use my phone to figure out how to get here. Because I, because I don't know how the layout works. But, right. but it's it's it makes sense too. They have it lined up like number streets, right. letter streets. But it's like nah, I'll just let my yeah. phone do all this. I like, still remember the, the the days where we had. Uh, it was it's so funny. We still call it. I, sometimes I say I still say MapQuest. Yeah. Remember the days of MapQuest? Yeah. Where you go on MapQuest, um, map out the way you're going to go, then write down the instructions or yeah. print it out. Oh yeah. You know there was no uh, GPS on your phone. Um, it wouldn't lead you there. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. hold your hand and lead you there. You'd have to write it out, and then while you're driving, actually look at signs and say, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, it, it feels like ages ago, but it was just barely, what, 10, 10 or 15 years ago. Well, and Thomas guys. That was the map of the United States yeah. in your freaking car. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, it's, it's crazy. Man. Oh, my God. And, like, just think of how quickly housing developments and stuff go up now. Like, Thomas guys, uh, nowadays, they'd be outdated in six months. Mm. You'd be going down a street that doesn't exist on your Thomas guy. Map. Right, right. It, it's crazy. Like, what? The, all this shit is so fun, and I'm highly addicted to, like, the, the motion of technology and where artificial intelligence is coming in and yeah. all the cool stuff that's coming out. But at the same time, like, I meditated for, like, an hour the other night, and I haven't done that in a while. Mm. I don't have the time. Yeah. You know, I, I do, like, maybe seven-minute meditations, and then my brain goes, yeah. you fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> Get up. You have shit to do. And I meditated for, like, an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half. Cool. Uh, hour, hour and a half uh, a while ago, and... It like, it felt so good. I haven't yeah. done that in so long. I actually shut my brain down, and just was raw hereness. Mm. You know, I just was sitting for an hour, and I truly had turned all that chatter off. And it was like, oh my god, I remember why I used to do this. Like you yeah. have to, or you go. That's you the go hardest nuts. part, man. Um, shutting your brain off from the outside world. It's like always noisy. At least for me. Yeah. And uh, I think we just have to remember to meditate. Yeah. Meditate. It's it's only going to be more important as time goes on to just... Take that time. Take a deep breath. Check who you are. Check your, your, your inner self. Yeah. You know, observe your inner self. Be the watcher of your inner self. Yeah. You know. Um, I think maybe we should title this one, uh, Fighting in Meditation. Fighting and meditation. <laughs> Fighting and meditation. Fighting and meditation. What was the the initial one again that we came up with? Oh, who remembers? Um, who has a memory that long? Cyborg I, I, wasn't a champion. I said regality, and regality, then you said, right. "I said regal." Oh, don't yeah. some, uh, don't forget to put your crown on or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, your uh, invisible, crown. invisible crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of actually works with what we talked on, dude. Because her crown is kind of taken. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Real organic. On that note, we're going to wrap this up. Wrap, wrap this up. Wrap up this episode. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, Give me one of these. Invisible pound. You have to blow it up, though. That was like a <laughs> Um. Thank you, guys, for watching or and listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Share us with all your friends. You can find us on uh, on the YouTube webs. That we will be on the YouTube channels. At Cheesecake and, and coffee. coffee. Also, you can find us on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you do, please oh, yeah, swipe Tinder. left. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening. Peace.